Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, Episode 115, for those keeping score at home, the Christmas show. Joined in studio with very special guests from the KQ Morning Show, the star, the sultan, <laughs> yeah. the queen. Sultan. Candace's <laughs> record room. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having us. Yeah, and also... Andy Bernard. And last? No, Gelfan. Oh, that's right. The hell? Phoning in from St. Louis Park. Well, where it's uh, very peaceful. Hey, Tom. Yes, sir. Just just one more thing about this, this about the Potter trial. <laughs> What's being reported is that the jury reached an outcome. An outcome, which oh. means it's so not... So nobody yeah. seems to know what that means, but it apparently doesn't necessarily mean they reached a verdict. Yeah, right. Exactly. They may have just said it could mean that they just said we give up. Okay, you know, here I got to just so so Candace can catch up. We just had these two really really liberal Jews on together. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and and one of them one of them somehow brought out the worst in everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and oddly enough it wasn't you. Oh, That's I don't right. know. About well, that. I, yeah, I think it, it was. The worst him. right out of my mouth. <laughs> that is hilarious. That did surprise the hell out of me. It was very me. surprising, yes. Uh, we just had a, a, a female psychiatrist on, a nice Jewish girl from, from Beverly Hills. She was basically just to the right of Trump. All of a sudden, it was like, time to fire Fauci. It's like, weren't we just talking about Santa Claus? I know, it's Christmas, you guys. Anyway, we'll get this son of a bitch back on track in a couple of minutes. We're going to hear some exciting announcements from our sponsors. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. I want you guys to know, before we continue for the rest of our lives, which might not be that much longer, but the rest of our lives, every time I want to piss off Gail Fand, I'm going to go, Lieberman! Yeah. It's going to be phenomenal. Fire Fauci! Fire Fauci! <laughs> Lieberman! <laughs> All right, joining us today, Gigi, uh, she, she got, just, got her arm twisted. Uh, Gigi is uh, guarding... Candace yeah, Wheeler. Sure is. Candace, it's a tradition the first time we're guests on this podcast that they start by telling the story of the very first car that they owned. Oh, okay. Um, I had a Ford Taurus, and I don't remember the year, but it was maroon. And yeah, I had some good times riding around Richfield in that Taurus. Okay. That. It's not a bad way to start a story, but if that's the complete thing, it's a little I told dull. you I don't know that it's much about cars. Dull. No, you don't have to that's know anything right. about cars. That's the whole Let's point. See, I, nothing really that exciting happened in that car, unfortunately. You I was didn't kind wreck of a dork. No. no, no accidents. Well, I, I thought you were going to say your, your mom or dad got mad at you because there were footprints on the windshield. Yeah, exactly. Wow. No, I was a loser in high school. Were you really? <laughs> no, are you from Richfield? Yeah. You are? Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you know, lots of trips to SA. Um, lots of trips I got a to boot. Super America. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! It's the, the one up on the hill that used to be where all the cabbies went. I don't know the one in Richfield, man. Right um, on. Yeah, yeah. on Lindale. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my mother lived right by there. The one, just before she died, that's where she lived. Oh, okay. The hill. And the morning hill crew hill. once sent me, Tom. I'm going to blame you personally. 
you sent me out to interview the cab drivers. I remember day. that, and they were washing their testicles right in front of Mike. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like and literally? they were not happy to see me. No, I wonder. Gee, let's see. You got some people uh, hosing down their sack, and here's this nice Jewish boy coming in. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> so they were doing that. Wait, why? What? It was. It's part of a Somali deal. I don't know why that is, but they have to wash their oh. testicles a lot or something. I didn't know that. Maybe it's a certain branch of them, or I don't know what the hell it is. But isn't that what they were doing with you, Mike? Or was that a different time? You know that. That's that's. You got it, yeah. Right. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, there was a lot of traffic, uh, a lot of traffic uh, between the cabs and the men's room that day. <laughs> of course, I just, I just innocently asked them what they were doing in there. So you had, a, you were, you had a microphone, obviously recording the deal, and you walked into the men's room at Super American. People are, you know, hosing down their sack, baby. Well, I would, I would always, I didn't have a microphone. Well, I had a microphone, but the microphone was inside the cell phone, right? Right, right. So it, sometimes it took people, uh, people just didn't quite connect because their idea of a guy doing a radio thing was, you know, that I would have this big box in front of me and all sorts of wires and transmitters and things and, a, you know, and a big radio microphone. So when they saw me just talking into the phone, they got a little confused. Like the day that I got, uh, that I uh, that that I created a fair amount of havoc and uh, and maybe fear and loathing inside a, a certain casino, and uh, so I was I was doing a thing from there, and I guess I must have been uh, ridiculing the the whole idea of the casino or something. So a guy comes up to me. I'm I'm talking to my phone, and and he says, uh, "Hey, have you seen? Uh, there's some little guy here from a radio station. Have you seen him around?" And, of course, this is while I was doing the remote. <laughs> of course. Said, no, I haven't seen him. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. No question about it. It's a slightly better story than I had a red Taurus. Hey, it was maroon. Maroon, sorry, it blew up. The maroon Taurus, but other than that. I had a maroon Taurus, too, actually. So, really? Yeah, we got something in common. Oh, wow. That's special. That's where rental yeah, cars absolutely. go to I'll treasure this moment forever. <laughs> oh, I don't think there's any question Have you ever that. met Mike in person? You know, one of my first promotions as an intern was the um, sexiest costume contest, and yes, you were there. Oh, the sexiest mm -hmm. costume, yeah. Yeah, that was special, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, what did you go as, It was interesting. <laughs> Where was that again? Treasure Island. Yeah. Treasure Island, yeah. Treasure. I get the casinos mixed up, yeah. Um, those, those, I, I could, I'd have to, I, I could tell some stories about, about the winner, but I, I, I can't tell them over the air. Why not? It's a podcast. Well, we just, don't actually you know, we... broadcast to anybody. This is all therapy for Tom. Yeah, We're all yeah, paid exactly. psychiatrists. Exactly. <laughs> I need it. The winner was someone who we sort of placed on a pedestal, and we all really liked her. Oh, and then, that's a good story. I don't remember. And well, then, I just, I, there's an ellipsis after uh, what I yes, said. Yes, there is. Absolutely. I see. What are you going <laughs> to do? What can uh, we do? Nothing you can do. No. But we have good. Joe on the phone. Got a car story, Joe? I built them. What do you think? Well, yes, I suppose you have a lot of car stories. And then I built another car. And then another. So far, I have probably built at least, oh, uh, five, six million cars in the last ten years. Wow. Well. Wow. That you was a good story. We do about uh, ten thousand every seven or every ten days. Jesus, a thousand wow. a day. And, uh, well, minus the time that we've been down for um, chip shortages. Are you still down? Uh, no. Oh. But we have there have been we there has been some downtime due to parts shortages. Oh right, In fact, they even, there was one time. Our parts were sent to somebody else. Oh, God. Oh, that's, that's a pretty big good. mistake. Indeed, it yeah, is. Yeah, considering we paid for the fucking thing. Nope. Oh, <laughs> negative, but, you know. So, Doug, take over. Let's go. Yeah. I was going to ask. On your show, uh, damn it. Joe's done. I got a couple of questions for Candace. I'm very curious about. All right. So, Joe, do you want to say hi to Candace? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Candace. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hello. There you go. Yeah, how are you? Great. 
So okay, great. what's your question? I could just simply call it up to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. That's very nice. Yeah, of you. say Merry to Christmas you to and you. say hi to your, uh, your, your family back here in Minnesota for us. Do you think, Joe, before you go, that it was a coincidence that the woman who got that butt plug stuck up her butt looked exactly like Candace? <laughs> I should have looked it up. I didn't see the picture. <laughs> oh, you never saw the picture? <laughs> Actually, she's... She, Okay, for the censors listening from Walzer, this Mm -hmm. refers to a story Tom read on the morning show about some woman (laughs) having her boyfriend doing some adult things that didn't end well. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that story. But if they hadn't heard it, they wouldn't know what you're talking about. I don't care. It's their, you know, (laughs) they release cars without asking me. Joe, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that butt plug story. It explains why Doc's been so quiet today. Oh, see, there you go. Well, Doc Catchmark being quiet because of a BP. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Joe, Merry Christmas. Thank you, pal. Thanks. Send you. Have a good day. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right, Candace, I got to tell you, when we were talking on the morning show this week that you were going to be on Car Selling Secrets, I got. I didn't get bombed with text, but I got quite a few emails and stuff. Um, and they're like, how did she wind up on the morning show? How did she get into radio? So tell your story. I don't think everybody knows. Well, that was me you... that asked you that. No. How the hell yeah. did she ever get on the morning <laughs> yeah. show? There was somebody named Shelly W. I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I don't know. It just kind of happened like magic. But you were walking down Elm Street and somebody <laughs> yeah. abducted you. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had to use the bathroom. the microphone and said, Good morning, folks. Yeah, I have candles. Top of the morning to <laughs> yeah. you. I don't know that that's how she talks. I know. I was kidding. It's really negative. It's the radio voice. You're mean. No, well, I just interned um, when I was at the U and kind of always wanted to be on the show because I grew up on it. That's probably why I'm so messed up. Mm. Well, you're kind of like my oldest stepson who's 24, but he has musical tastes of a 50-year-old. I mean, he's all everything he listens to was recorded in 1970 for the most part. Yeah. Not, not entirely, but and that's unusual in your generation. He's like I say, he's, you're what 30? 30. Okay, so he's a little younger than you, but you guys are close. I but, think that's becoming more and more common, though. Yeah. Is younger people foregoing modern music in? favor of older Ooh. music. Yeah. Andy, you're starting to sound like an old man. He's right, though. You're on thin ice, pal. He's right, though. I mean, because everything right now is so, so produced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, perform live performing is different than it was. And, you know, Absolutely, I, yeah. It was really more about the musicianship and stuff back then. Not that, 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 that modern musicians aren't great, oh, there's but now it's more but... it's performance-oriented. It's yep. like the show rather than... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wasn't, go ahead. I just very quickly, I just want to mention this to Candace. I, I don't know if you heard Darkness Dave. He was talking about this. He said that most morning shows now, you get to talk for three minutes. That's it. You got to go back to music. Really? I guess so. I did not know that, but he said because uh, he, he does interviews around the country. Mm-hmm. So you literally come on for three minutes and then you got to go. Weird. Isn't that odd? Yeah. Why even have a show then? Exactly. Why yeah, even bother real. doing a show? Yeah. Maybe they only do that to Dave. <laughs> you think it's a, you only get do it the Dra- Dave okay. Schrader special. That's your Three two and a half minutes. minutes. Yes, exactly. Get off. Get out. So, so you you've been with the station for twelve years. If you were at the U when you were uh, intern, it's, I 10? think it's ten. I think wow. it's in March. It's ten. That's amazing. Most people don't last that long. There. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I feel lucky that I didn't have to bump around and go to other stations. I got yeah. you. Know. Well, yeah, Yet. that must be great, especially if you grew up listening to the, the shows and the mm-hmm. station and stuff. That's, yeah. That would that would be weird. Well, you kind of did the same thing, didn't you? Uh, go to KSTP the first yeah. time, yeah, absolutely. KSTP went from 13th to second place in our first year. I will never forget that. Wow. It was uh, well. See, I was very very lucky in that I learned from some of the best in the business. I mean, that, I got very, very lucky there. The Joe Hagers and Chuck Knapps and Steve Hatleys. And you get on the list of all the great people that I worked with. I learned so much that first year. It was unbelievable. I'm going to tell you this. I get in political fights on Facebook with Chuck Knapp every once in a while. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, he's a pretty religious guy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he yeah we, don't, we don't argue about religion. It's, it's politics. So. Yeah, but the religion politics has yeah. a connection for him. But he's an interesting cat. He really is. I have not talked to Chuck in years now. I think he's in Florida, I think. Alabama, last I heard. Okay. 
Maybe he is in Florida now. Who knows? Well, right next I learned a lot from he he and Charlie Bush. There's, I learned a ton from those guys. What was the best advice that they ever gave you when you were starting? Best advice they ever gave me is basically they told me don't back off. Because a lot of people say, God, Tom, you come across really really hard and powerfully and strong. And Chuck says, nope, that's a good thing. Don't, don't even pay anything. Well, first of all, you have to understand that most people, and I'm not going to name the job title, but most people who aren't on the radio at a radio station should not comment on what a radio station sounds you like. You mean program directors? GMs, program directors, <laughs> salespeople. Yeah, you want me to keep going? You're going to ruin my life. I don't yeah, think here's, this is news to But them. here's what I don't understand. I don't tell them how to do their job. Why would they think they could tell me how to do my job? Because you've never done it. How would you even know that? You know, that's the problem with being either an entertainer or yeah, somebody involved in marketing is yep. that everybody thinks they're an expert because they yeah. own a television and a radio. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. you're right. Well, it's like they know what they want to see. Oh, yeah. but they don't know that not everyone wants to see what they want to see. That kind of thing. I'm only saying this in front of them because he knows it was true. I had to fight like a son of a bitch to get Gelfand on the KQ Morning Show because he didn't sound like a disc jockey. I remember when, uh, uh, Mike, you probably remember, I know you remember this, but this had to be 15 years ago. Paul Walzer was a huge proponent of local radio. He goes, I want one of my stores on every significant morning drive station. It was the idea that, you know, he advertises a group but individually and rising tide floats all boats. And Alan and I just started working together. The marketing director is now one of my best friends. Great guy. He came to me, and we had a general manager at our Mazda store. Who was, he's, a, he's a dear friend as well and was a mentor to me when I learned how to run car dealerships. But he's absolutely crazy, and he does this farm kid <laughs> shtick from Cannon Falls where he grew up. Guy named Jack Lucking. Sure. Very different uh, lifestyle and personality than Mike Gelfand. So Alan says, and, and not we, the traditional car dealer no. guy either. What if we put Mike and <laughs> and uh, Jack Lucking on the radio together? And That's I said, great. It's either going to be the biggest effing disaster ever, <laughs> or it'll just be wonderful. Yeah. And, and <laughs> interestingly enough, they became friends and they did a lot of stuff. We were oh, making we videos time. for social media 15 years ago with these two guys. Mike, Jack was teaching Mike how to sell cars, and Brittany was the, she was 17 or something like that. Yeah, she, she was. was she she was the customer in the movie, and Mike's, funny. Mike's hitting on her. <laughs> no, <laughs> Mike funny. hitting on Brittany. Who ever heard <laughs> it was of that? Pretty funny. Hey, hey, hey! Be careful there, Brittany. Um, remember, I'm friends with the entire family. Yes, I understand. Including her mom and dad. I know. And, uh, no, I, I I was always kind of protective toward Brittany, but you now, were, of course, yep. she's yep. protecting me, so in my old age. But, no, great people, all, all great people to work with. And, yep. uh, yeah, yep. you know, Jack and I, well, you know, it's, it's the old story uh, as, you know, if you're, we had such a great time. And it's the old story that if you love what you're doing, you'll, you'll never work a day in your life. Actually, it was uh, I think it was Jeffrey Dahmer who first said that. I think that's who it was, <laughs> most definitely. I knew there was something coming. I was just like, uh, when, did, when should I yell duck? We have a tire carver on the phone now. Tire carver. Thanks for the caramels. No problem. That's what we make them for. I got to eat one. The kids ate all the other. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, go quick. I uh, just wanted to call in and wish everybody a uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and safe travels to those people that are uh, not hanging around this uh, wonderful place when the verdict's uh, red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since there I, you go. Since I live five blocks from the police station in question. You do. Oh, do you really? <laughs> yes, he does. Oh, that's got to be a fun yeah. place to live. So do uh, they I'm not have looking it? forward to one thirty right now. Mm-hmm. I read but, somewhere, uh, do, they, do you know, do they have barricades around the uh, precinct? Oh yeah, they're still up. They never took them down. Oh, they so they've I been up by since it every last morning. spring or whenever oh. it happened. Summer, I guess it was. Yeah, since April. God, yeah, when, when it turned into a shithole. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I read somewhere it was it was when we went, I, and I can't remember. Do you go on daylight savings in November or off it? Uh, spring forward, fall back. That's all I remember. Off. Yeah. Okay. So it was the weekend we went off, and and somebody posted. 
a meme that's oh, oh great we get an extra hour for 2021 that's like getting a bonus track on a yoko ono record <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good that's I a pretty it good pretty line funny i'll be i for one will be glad when this year's over it's been that's what very they were saying about 2022 for a lot of people and they're like oh i can't wait for 2021 oh yeah, yeah 2020 so we'll that's see right. won't we yeah indeed i feel good about it i feel like it's gonna be a good year Good. Get some good well, positive nowhere to go but up. energy. You might energy. as well leave now because this is the <laughs> I hate Christmas and we're crabby and hate no, everybody I show. No, I do not hate Christmas. I love Christmas, you liar. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, liar. Lying, Doug. Anyway, we were all going to be watching that. For those that don't know, uh, we got a text from Mike Bryant, and apparently it's out in the media that they'll, the jury will be making some sort of announcement at 1.30 today, or the, probably the judge more properly, I would yeah, assume. Yeah, probably true. But the way they stated it is is interesting. Uh, the, a conclusion rather than a verdict. A conclusion. Yeah. But they do say now uh, on this website, verdict reached. That's what this one says. Mm. So yeah, some are saying verdict reached, but apparently the actual wording was that they've reached an outcome. So, okay, outcome. Okay. That's a, yeah. So, Mike, what do you so think I, that is? This could be this could be something that I think we all would like to see, which is it might be very anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There couldn't be a better outcome than that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, especially yep. if you live five blocks from the police from station. The police station, yes, exactly. Uh, it's, you know, when it's 15 uh-huh. degrees outside, I think there's a lot less to worry about. That's, That's true, true yeah. too. Yep, you're Gee. 100% right. Mm-hmm. Gee, is that Santa on the roof? No, honey, it's gunfire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly it. Tyra, say hello to your whole family for me, if you would. You are the nicest people in the world. I appreciate it. Will do. Have a good one, guys. You too. Merry Christmas. Tire Carver, ladies and gentlemen. Every year he brings in boxes of homemade caramels and drops them off oh, here. Are just... there any left? F Not no. here. <laughs> They've been gone for a week. <laughs> do have a uh, short story about those caramels, though. Dave Schrader comes in yesterday, and I said, How uh, how did you like the caramels? Tire Carver brought them in. You brought them home, and he said, Oh, yeah, my dog loved them. <laughs> He but fed him to the dog? What? No, the dog no. fed them to himself. Uh-oh. Jumped up on the uh, counter, baby. Knocked <laughs> it all down and ate every last one. <laughs> Jumped up Don't on the counter. Don't get any ideas, Gigi. Yeah, Gigi. No caramel eating. <laughs> you can't eat chocolate either. Get away from the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Not chocolate good for puppies. Good. No. Okay, I know something about you that I that I think is curious and people I want to learn. I told you not to bring that part up. No, not the <laughs> medication part. The other thing. No. Um, no. Did you have you really started a Sabbath tribute band? Yes. So we just yeah. recorded a, a video. Did you too. really? Yeah. So. And what's the name of the band? Sabotage. Sabotage. Mm-hmm. And if people yeah. wanted to see this video, where would they go other than to your house? <laughs> well, and we're I probably going to be posting it soon. Oh, you haven't posted yeah, it yet. No. Okay. So, so is it, it's shot, but it, you're doing editing and doing post. Stuff? Yep, yeah, got a lot of talented people in the band that know how to do all that stuff. So I can just kick back. So how did you did you find them on Craigslist, or how did you find a them? couple, and then um, a couple through other people, and tried out a couple people that didn't work out, and you know the whole thing. So so yeah. next summer when they do the KQ River Cruise, is it going to oh, be that'd sabotage be interesting. instead of those <laughs> losers I in mean. Funhouse? <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I, I like. I, no, I think those guys are great. They're perfect. They're great. For they are. They are really good. If, if you don't know what we're talking about, every every year, uh, KQ hosts a uh, back to the '80s riverboat party, and it's uh, we've Sarah and I have gone the last two years in a row, and it's fun to meet everybody, and everybody's dressed up in costume. It's a local band that just plays great '80s and '90s covers. They're very talented. And, but my favorite thing, and I got to do it again, was hang out with the owner of the, the Paddleford, who was the riverboat captain. captain right. Bob, and he's just a really interesting guy. Yep. We were talking business and PPP loans, and in the meantime, he's driving 250 feet of riverboat with 1,000 people on it with one hand smoking a cigarette. <laughs> well, there this is guy's that. just cool as a cucumber. So anyway. There is that. So what? how did you decide to start the... Tell us how the band got started. What well, was the process? I feel like I can only sing Ozzy Osbourne. That's the only person I can mimic with my voice. So Not really singing. But. Right. He's more like yelling. That's, <laughs> exactly. that's why it works. Um, so I tried to do it a few years ago, and it just totally didn't work out. I had to go through like three different drummers and just kind of gave up. It wasn't the right time. Uh, yeah, so I thought I would just try again, and then it, it, it was the right time. So Yeah, putting a band together is not easy. I mean, you, yeah. need, you need the blend of 
personality and ability. Mm -hmm. You can have great players that are just total a-holes and then it's right. miserable. Or you can have the nicest people in the world that don't have enough rhythm to, I'm not going to quote Martin Mall, do it off the air. Uh, you get the point. You know, they're great people, but they can't play. Yeah. So you need to find a blend of the two. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back after these exciting announcements with more uh, from Candace's record room on Cars Yelling Can I do one thing before we go? If you must. My favorite, Dan, did you already turn it off? No, we're on. My favorite Dan, Dan Aykroyd bit on Saturday Night Live is when he playing both the AM and FM disc jockey. I've never saw that. Oh, God, it's phenomenal. He's got two microphones. He goes, make sure you call in now, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, K-Rock. K-Rock, call in right now. We're going to give you a free Slurpee at your local 7-Eleven <laughs> if you call in right now. So he goes off that one, hops on the FM mic, and he goes, so he, he's going, so call it right now and win that 7-Eleven Slurpee. Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It was phenomenal. All right, remember, take it. Remember, Tom, the guy, the guy who worked, uh, I think he worked overnight. And uh, I remember it was like the first week or two that I was on the show. Uh, remember that horrible time when I had to come in at 530? I do remember. And I was clinically depressed for like four years after that. Well, openly weeping, but other than that, it was all right. Openly weeping, yes. <laughs> and so I come in one day at 530, and this guy, uh, this is a long time ago, um, and this guy is uh, he's uh, talking to uh, someone on the phone, and he's saying, oh, you know, uh, well, I'll meet you at Perkins about uh, 7 a.m. How's that sound? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, and he said, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, okay, baby, I'll see you then. And then, uh, and then he's got to go back on the air, and he says, and now for some more swashbuckling rock and roll. Okay, I know exactly who you're talking about, baby. Swashbuckling. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'd get fired for that. All right, we'll be back more with the Christmas Suck Show with Mike Gelfan and the Optimists. Christmas Suck Show? Good God! Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com. That's shift, the number two, sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. It's Tom for Profile. The great resignation is real, folks. People are changing jobs faster than they change lanes on a highway, and you know how that's going. Experts say they're leaving because their current jobs are not fulfilling their true mission. If this sounds familiar and you have a passion for helping others, the good folks at Profile want to meet you. I'm serious. I can speak from my experience. My Profile coach, Haley, was the difference in my weight loss journey. Profile's a great place to work, I'm telling you. Again, they offer competitive compensation, benefits, a 401k match, flexible work schedules, and a sign-on bonus. Not a health coach already? Well, don't worry about that. Profile pays for your training and health coach certification. So... What are you waiting for? Visit ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities for a location near you. That's ProfilePlan.com forward slash Twin Cities or find them on Indeed under Profile by Sanford. Profile, transforming lives one relationship at a time. Good. Walzer Automotive Group's Christmas show with Gigi on lead vocals. Just like Mama. Just like Mama. Lee She's a little vocal. fired up. Put me on the mic. I got some stories to tell you. Uh, okay, let me She's ask you another. This, right? will be, this is the, my. She a Bijon? Uh, Maltese. Oh, Maltese. Yep. They're very similar. Yep. Both have real hair, don't shed. Mm hmm. 
And they both like to Good talk. Good dogs, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're schmoozers. They are schmoozers. <laughs> okay. All right, Candace, I've got another question for you. What's your favorite thing about working with Tom? <laughs> well, I can't. Oh. I look at the this is awkward. Jesus, why me? Because I get to laugh. Good. Ah, blow it out your ass over there. I was trying. You, you couldn't do what you guys do for a living and not have fun. I think mm-hmm. it would just be a miserable uh, job otherwise, right? 36 years not been that great. Oh, right. <laughs> Whatever. You look forward to it every day. Think about those two weeks of forced isolation. That's what life is like for you well, without radio. Well, I had radio. COVID, so I was well, not I know feeling you had, I great, wasn't saying that you were derelicting your duty. Yes, I'm just saying did. it's probably the longest time in your career that you haven't worked, right? That's a fact. Yeah, okay. yeah it's true. So what, how much fun was that? That was not fun at all. Yeah, very he did not that like was it. Not fun at all. He was driving out to our house to drop off like pasta dishes just to have something to do. Just to have something to do. Because oh so. I can sit in the car by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, yeah. don't bother. I'm, I'll go and get the mail exactly. for you. Yeah. I'll get it. I'll be there in an hour and a half. <laughs> no, it is weird. I mean, look, that actually is the longest I've had off since I was probably 11. Yeah. I started working when I was 11 years old. I've never taken off. Yeah, a I was couple 14 of weeks. when I started working. Jesus, it's a long time. And now what am I? What am I like? 45. Again, Something around there. What are you laughing at, down there, <laughs> sister? You know what the sad thing about that is? I said one of my 45. Then I realized in my head, as I was saying it, even if I took 50 percent more and added it, it's still not high enough. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's, That's the problem. It's the 25th anniversary of your 45th birthday. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. No, I, I got to imagine that it's, I imagine, every, you know, every job has its stresses and stuff and things aren't always perfect. But I also would think that what you guys get to do every day, most people don't get to do that for a living. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you should like be happy. To, uh, lose a lot of sleep uh, for 25 years. Yes, like that. It's not very good for people that like to stay up super late, no. though. Morning radio is no, maybe not no, a great no, job no, for people yeah, well, like that. Well, you know, and the, and the other thing is you really don't, some people don't really believe this, but... Take it from me, you don't really get to decide when you can sleep. No, I can't. That's can. the flaw here. Yeah, no, I and agree. I know, Tom, you, 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 you probably, it's probably been a long time since you've actually had, say, two good nights of sleep consecutively. Well, I'll just give you the last two nights, okay? So last mm-hmm. night I went to bed at 7 o'clock, and I woke up this morning at uh, quarter to 3. Yeah. And the night before that, I went to bed at 8 o'clock and woke up at midnight. Yeah. Mm. And I could not get back to sleep. I was screwed. It was terrible. So it's that second day that you just can't achieve. Yep. You're right. You're absolutely right. Before, when I was working as a mental health counselor, this is the beginning of the end of the health care benefits for mentally ill people in the U.S. back in the 80s. They started cutting staff back, and so that meant I was on a rotating schedule, and there were three shifts in a hospital typically, 7 to 3, uh, 3 to 11, and 11 to 7. I was rotating shifts, so I was on three different shifts in the oh. same week. It, after nah, a month work. of that, I didn't know about I A couple of times I woke up at 4 in the morning, panicked because I thought it was late to work, and I yeah. was halfway to the hospital, and it's like, it's quarter to five oh you don't have to be there until <laughs> 11 o'clock tonight yeah. it was just it was yeah. terrible Weird. but no, you're right terrible. i mean you can't force yourself you know if you're if you're wired a certain way it's really hard to, to fight that i, I set my alarm one day for 5 a.m kind of bad when i'm going to sleep at maybe 4 a.m <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly but i i couldn't go to sleep any earlier i didn't want to be up it's just just the way my brain was wired. So, but uh, unfortunately, uh, I had uh, apparently I had set the alarm for 5 p.m. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. sure, sure. So, but you know how it is. You know how it is. Like you suddenly, you suddenly like, bolt awake and you say, "Oh my God, I got to get to work!" Right? Yes. So uh, that didn't happen. Uh, and I woke <laughs> yes. up. At, uh, I woke up about eight hours later. So I only missed work by you know seven hours. Sure. So I called up Dave, our, our uh, erstwhile program director and and, uh, and genius programmer, and uh, called him up about 4 p.m. <laughs> and I said, uh, uh, "Hey, uh, uh, I I just woke up. Uh, I'm I'm sorry." And uh, he was very understanding. He said, "That's okay. We'll just dock you a vacation day." Oh, that was cold. <laughs> that but was he didn't cold. because we didn't have vacation days. Yes, that was that's the beauty right. of it. Yep. We just—it was all sort of spontaneous. 
Oh, no, I'm sorry you came in, but you're not working this week. <laughs> God, what a world. Honest to God. What... It's the best job I ever had, but it was a little bit disorganized. Sometimes. No. My job's not disorganized at all. You know what? I, I, I got to ask Candace this question. And not that you know the answer, but you're the only one from the other, other ones in the show here. I have never heard a morning show before anywhere in America where the host asks a question and nobody answers. How does that happen? I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> I go, so what do you think? Well, sometimes like, you you give us like a millimeter of a second to answer. And That's, then you're like, you got to answer right this second. Yes, you do. Well, when, when we don't need is, dead air. <laughs> what? Candace, when you said, I don't know, I, I just assumed you were being ironic. <laughs> I was. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I, well, she was being I ironic. Was. She just wouldn't have said anything at all. True. So. Honest to God, what a D- dead air does drive you. I don't know if you remember oh, this, but I think it was crazy. the first year that I was doing this podcast, and you were in Florida, but the rest of us were up. It was in the old small studio, and we went on break. And I said, "Hey, when we come back, and Tom starts oh, yeah, talking, I that. nobody say oh, anything." My oh my God, I thought he was gonna die. I hate that so much. <laughs> I know flow, you do. Flow is a nice thing. Like a, this right. show's flowing nicely yeah. here. Well, no, I mean, after nine years, you figure it out. Well, how about after 36 years? Like, you figure it out then, well, After too? 36 years, you forget it. <laughs> <laughs> you forget how to do it, exactly. Yeah, but if you get more than two or three seconds of dead air in a radio station, I've learned from that oh, from watching it you. It's it's not well, have you ever heard the alarms go off? No. <laughs> they have dead air alarms in radio yeah, stations. They do, yeah. It's like 10 seconds or some ungodly yeah, long I think it's seven time. seconds. You know, yeah. Moon, who was it, <laughs> Love a good Moon. friend, and he's just, it's like, I. He must have been something else in the day. Oh God! But he—they had one of those. But for some reason, he switched it over to the weather alert warning oh, system, oh, and he triggered it at KSTP, oh. and it went out on the TV and the radio station. Oh God! That's <laughs> had, not good. News. He had no idea what's on the air. That is not so, good news. Nice job, Larry. We got Wendy on the phone. Now. Wendy, 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 Wendy. calling in. What do you want? Oh, no, good. Oh. What do I want? Yeah, yeah, post all that. <laughs> Gigi, get just Wendy. Just wish everybody a very, get very Wendy. Christmas and a happy new year. And this time we'll see you there hopping on flying. I'm not flying anywhere. Mm, I am. That's, yeah. I guess the, well, we got calls this morning that I guess MSP this morning at like 4 a.m. was jammed with yeah. people. Oh, well, yeah. I guess you couldn't even move at the airport. Well, you don't want to fly just before Christmas. No, you, you don't. fly after, but yeah, not before. I will be home for Christmas. So, Wendy, get a pellet smoker. You know, until we like reconfigure the backyard, I don't have room for one. They are okay. huge. The proper ones are gigantic. Are they? Yep. We were shot swapping well, recipes I, I on Facebook the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're kind of out of room on the deck. I I need my husband to reconfigure the deck and like pour some cement down underneath it, and then we can do it. Well, okay. tell him to get to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, you. Can you even pour cement when it's below freezing? Like you'd think it would freeze instead of cure. Uh, no, no, you are correct. Yeah, uh, pouring cement right now is not one of the options. I well, actually, I think that they can, but you have to have like electric like special, blankets to go on. It's oh just God, a yeah. huge pain in the ass, and the ground's frozen, so you yep. got to yeah. deal with that as well. Mm-hmm. So if it's a, a home well, yeah, project, you have to get one of those. You get this thing that uh, uh, my my husband, my family does excavating. So uh, yep. yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do to get like ground warmers and like frost busters, mm-hmm. but it's right. really honestly not worth the hassle unless yeah. you have to. So. All right. Well, anyway, when you get the slab poured, then go to get yourself a pellet smoker. It'll change your life because I know you love to cook like I do. So I know. I don't think it's going to take a lot of pushing to get my husband to do it if he knows that there's a smoker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he likes it when I cook just as much as I like to cook. So we're all good. Yeah, it's, it's a good match. Catherine's a hell of a cook, too. You, you don't want me anywhere near the kitchen. Okay. 
And then certain people can come over and like enjoy dinner sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I want to come make pasta again. That was so fun. Nope, you're out. <laughs> Did you make it from scratch? Really yeah. That's a blast. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, you yeah, don't make it out in the kitchen, Matt. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, uh, I take it, is the candy I brought the other day all gone? Yeah, oh, yeah. where's the... Peanut brittle, boys. Yeah, where is the peanut gone. brittle? Who took the peanut brittle? Probably Schrader. Oh, I brought it home so I could bring it to uh, all the places we're going in the next two days. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> yeah there you go. Yeah. It is. I'm going to be passing out around the entire house or the entire state, basically. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I'll teach you how to make something. Okay. It's really not as hard as you think. Wendy, did you make the chocolates too? Yeah. God, they're good. They're terrific. Thank you. It's all true. Not yeah, that, I love that. I just looked at I just, it. I didn't have it. I, don't <laughs> mean it. I love I it. I mean, I, I totally, like, I suck at, like, painting and drawing and stuff like that. So it put me in a kitchen, and I can really, I can really go to town and create some magic. Yeah, well, look at my situation. I have no talent other than to BS people. That's it. That's my only talent in the, in the world. Sad. Yeah, well, thanks for no. saying, no, that's not true, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> You're also good at. You know, trust me, I. <laughs> my dad has that same ability, and that is something that you really can't truly learn. That is no, true. That it's is innate. It's, yep. it's in you, and if you do it well, you can really have a good life. If you don't do it well, you go to jail. Uh, if you don't do it, you either go to jail or you have to work with Candace. One <laughs> of those is, two. Which is worse? Which is worse than going to prison? <laughs> exactly. No. No. Don't be so hard. Don't be so hard on yourself. Trust me. If people thought the show was a mess, they wouldn't listen. That's very, very true. People listen because it is a mess. That's what makes it fun. That's true. It's like the View. Yeah. Except no one watches the View. Yeah, it's not really like the View at all. (laughs) No, 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 it's really not. Well, you dumpster fire hot now. Have a very happy Merry Christmas and a happy New Year. And uh, as always, great to hear from you. Absolutely. You too. You guys have a wonderful holiday and, uh, you know, happy belated Hanukkah. Mr. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank well, you do you much. actually celebrate it's Hanukkah? Oh, oh no. Here we go. No. Um, See you, Wendy. <laughs> you know, you know. Bye-bye. Uh, Bye. Bye-bye. Living, you know, I, my, my wife is not Jewish. Mm-hmm. And uh, while she's not especially observant, as, as we people would say, um, of course, when the, when the kids were young, we, we always had a, uh, a Christmas tree, but we also lit the menorah. So mm-hmm. my, my dream, which never came true, was that when the holidays coincided, the menorah would set off a fire and the Christmas tree would go up and <laughs> kill all the children. Well, that's, everybody and I would just goals. be done. Well, well that was not part of it. But, but what, what was part of it was that uh, I'd be done with both, you know. Because, because both holidays, I, I, I actually enjoyed Christmas as much as Hanukkah. I mean, Hanukkah's not really much of a religious holiday anyway. No. no. But... Um, uh, being a depressive, I never looked forward to that that horrible period afterwards. Well, okay, that's done. Now we got to make it to April. Pretty much true. You're right about that. They tried to throw in Easter there, and uh, sometimes yeah. it comes in March, and that doesn't work. No. Well, there's the Super Bowl. That there's a temporary solace yeah. from that. But as long as you got kids around, of course, every, every day is a holiday. Well, anyway. You got eel pout days. You must have celebrated oh, I that. I want to go to eel pout. Really? <laughs> yeah, and my friend Andrea and her um, up upward moon dances, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even know what eel pout day is. Well, they, you know, my friend. Go ahead, Mike. My friend Neil Carlin's dad was was ice fishing. He's just a Jewish doctor. Was, was ice fishing until he was ninety. Well, there had to be one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I never heard of another elderly or any Jew who went ice fishing. No. He did. No. I always thought it was invented by a Minnesotan that was mad at his wife, rolled over in the middle of the night and said to himself, I'd rather be in a box on a frozen lake than sleeping next to you. Well, i got to have a reason to do it. There I got it. Go. I'll cut a hole in the ice and stick a fishing line in there. And then if carbon monoxide kills me, 
So be <laughs> yeah, it. That's right. It is I'll it be ahead. It's a nice way to go, I hear. What a depressing show. This is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the host. Well, especially in light of that. He, 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 let's talk about that for a minute. Um, I know personally know people that have died from carbon monoxide uh, oh, poisoning. God, the uh, little, the seven-year-old girl that died with her parents in Lake Minnetonka. Yeah. Her mom was an ER physician at uh, Hennepin General and a friend of Charlie and Ellie oh. Swenson's. Oh, and and oh. so this poor family in Moorhead, they just, you know, they finally yeah, oh, announced God, that yeah. it was carbon monoxide poisoning. These guys, five years ago, made it out of Honduras, which is one of the shitholes in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, Negative. Well, it is. I mean, that's, you know, when you talk about the migrant crisis at the border, a lot of them are really, it's not, it's not coming out of Mexico, which is relatively no. stable. Yeah, no. It's out of the triangle. So they make it all the way to Moorhead, Minnesota, and die of carbon monoxide poisoning. I mean, it's just... I know. Yeah. So is it goes, goes along with the rest of the show about life isn't fair and things suck. Merry Christmas, by the yeah, way. Exactly. So there it's is it it's not an instant thing, it just progresses over time or is it? No, it happens pretty quick, quickly. Yeah. So the problem with carbon monoxide is humans can't detect it. It doesn't smell like mm -hmm. anything, but it yeah. replaces the oxygen in your brain mm -hmm. so you die of oxygen oh God, deprivation. You typically out. you fall asleep and die. I mean it's not if you had to pick ways to go, that would be better There's than burning ways, to death, yeah. for example. But it's still, yeah. I mean, it's so, the unfairness of life sometimes does get to me. Yeah. It's like, God, seven people, and they've made it, and they're living the dream, and, well, maybe not more yeah. in Minnesota, but you get it. It's better than, you know, fighting gang violence and the triangle. And I don't know. Well, we have a fourth caller. I don't know who it is, but maybe they can... Uh Cheer things up a little bit. I, they don't have a damn chance today. <laughs> Good luck. Who are you and what do you want? I am Grant from Sartell. Hey, how are things in lovely Sartell? Uh, at the moment, I don't know. I work in St. Paul. Oh, okay. Uh -oh. So you're, you drive from Saint, Sartell down to St. Paul every day. That's a, that's a haul. Yeah, the work pays for the gas, so it ain't too bad. Okay, you can well, probably commute with Michael Bryant. Yeah, because he yeah, drives carpool. St. Cloud every day, and he does, or most days anyway. Oh, yeah, speaking of Michael Bryan, I, I always thought it was uh, pretty interesting, that Sabre commercial with Gelfand, how he says they're the largest Bryan dealer. I figured that would be Michael Bryan. Nope, just a coincidence. It was. I'm, I'm just reading the copy. I... <laughs> I'm, yeah, just, exactly. I'm just stunned somebody was paying attention to Mike's ad. <laughs> oh, a shot to the nuts. Well... And by that, I mean the mix. Well, one of the first things day. I wanted to say was uh, congratulations to Andy on the baby boy. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. And then uh, yeah. you're going to enjoy the Christmas with him, I'm very sure. Yep. He already, he loves the Christmas tree, even and, though he's uh, barely able to focus his eyes. It's the first thing he ever, like, well, liked. Well, that's wonderful. Yep. Um, and then a Merry Christmas as well to everyone else. But I was also calling to uh, give a, a rather entertaining car story of my first car, if you'd like to hear it. Oh, Love to. Gotta get, is get it better one better than, than Candace's. <laughs> I had a maroon Taurus well, in Richfield. Well, that's the main reason I'm calling. Candace can use it as her own if she'd like. Oh, oh, oh there you go. Like in, the, in the unlikely event she's ever invited back. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Did you hear that, Gigi? Get him. No, no, Gigi. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, get him, Gigi. <laughs> um, well, my first car was an 88 Buick. And I had to pay for it eventually with my own money. I was working with my dad. He was a remodeler. And I had it for two weeks total. And then it was totaled. Because I have a, thanks to my mom, I have a rule in my car. Everybody must wear a seatbelt or the car doesn't go. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. It's strange how it won't even turn on. But <clears throat> we were uh, driving through St. Cloud, and uh, I had two buddies in the car with me, one in the passenger seat, and one guy was sitting in the center in the back seat. And the guy in the back seat, as we were getting ready to take a right turn, says that there's a car full of young gals that were giving him the eye, and they cut oh. over two lanes <laughs> to follow us. So naturally, as a 16-year-old boy, I I figured they wanted us because I was. Well, of course, you know, because young chicks really dig Buick drivers. Oh, it's pretty documented. Maybe, maybe an '88. 
Hey, it was like a powder blue. It was a good color. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. yeah, there you go. Very rare, collectible. And uh, so I'm getting ready to turn into a parking lot to the left. And uh, I'm looking in the rearview mirror, not looking forward. Ooh. And wham, T-boned at 30 miles an hour, oh. like 2,000 neon. Oh, no. Yep, first thing I did was uh, call my dad. I hadn't even had the uh, insurance card in the vehicle yet. It was, it was that new to me. Like, we had insurance, but the card hadn't been delivered yet. <laughs> and uh, first thing my dad did was call his insurance agent as soon as our, you know, that accident was obviously on the insurance. But after that, he cut me from his insurance immediately to make sure his insurance didn't go up too high. Damn. The teenage boys are the uh, single most uh, expensive to insure people oh, on the planet. Yeah. For, oh, for just that reason. With that, uh, yeah. yeah, I 100% agree with the insurance companies uh, charging men or boys up to 20, until age 25 more for insurance than female. Mm -hmm. It's all it statistics. Yeah, it's all stats. There's yep. nothing. They know exactly what they're about. doing. Well, thanks for calling in. We're about to wrap up. Young uh, drive safely back to Sartell, and if you celebrate, Merry Christmas. And again, thanks for calling into the show. I got one last quick question to Candace, if it'd be all right. What's up? How do you put up with them boys? <laughs> well, they pay me. Well, she has her attack, <laughs> she has her attack dog in studio. She gets money from the state. <laughs> yeah. Money from the state. <laughs> Brand, thanks for calling in. Merry Christmas, pal. Yeah, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you as well. Happy New Year. And that'll like do it for uh, episode yeah. 115, last episode of the year mm -hmm. for Car, Car Selling Secrets. We are off next week. Well, so you're not going to, because you can, we'll be here. I mean, I'll be here with Dave and Cassie. So if you wanted to. I don't like Dave. Oh, <laughs> I understand. I don't have anything lined up. Let me see what happens. And okay. So maybe there'll maybe be another episode. Maybe one more episode this year. We'll see. And I like Dave. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas.